Hi guys. Hi. What's up? <laughs> Hi guys. That was so blunt. It like actually took me a bit by surprise. <laughs> I'm trying to think of new ways. Hi guys. <laughs> to introduce everybody. Run out of ways to say hello to people. Just high energy. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> Us again. <laughs> Back for more. <laughs> Please don't do the whole episode like that. <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> that is the kind of mood I'm in today. So oh, you're welcome. I'm thrilled. But welcome Hi. back to the Wise Up Podcast. Legit. Welcome back everybody. <laughs> How's everybody doing? I hope you have had a good weekend, a good week. Yeah, same. All that. I, I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> we both hope so. We hope so much. Oh, did you have a good week, Maddie? Did you have a good week? Yeah, so when was the last time we recorded? Well, Tuesday was Tuesday. <laughs> um, it feels like an age ago. It does, um, doesn't it? It feels like a really long week. It weirdly feels like so long ago. And also when I thought I about the like fact I'm we yelling. were doing it this morning. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> when I thought about the fact we were, uh, we were doing it this morning, I couldn't believe it had come so soon. And now that it's tonight, yeah. I'm like, oh, that was so long ago. I know, right? Um, I really for I. You know what? When I, I I told you I went out earlier and was in a cafe, I was just texting people, being like, "Who's around? Do you want to come meet me at this cafe?" And then I'm like, "Oh shit, I've got to like go in like an hour. <laughs> I can't be inviting people to come to this cafe with me because I've got, I've actually got something to do today." Yes, it's so the only rare. day that you do. But congrats, Ashley in the Netherlands. Ashley and the whole of the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy the Netherlands. I will accept this. <laughs> This honor. Can now drink in cafes again. Aha. Uh-huh. Which I'm so yeah, happy as of, about. Yeah, as of Saturday, I'm I'm ecstatic. You best believe I'm going to my favourite cafe tomorrow morning and editing this podcast in there. I and love I'm gonna, that. I'm going to love my life. I'm going to post about it on Instagram. I'm going to be crying with joy and happiness because if anybody knows me, they know that the only joy, the only joy I ever get out of my life is oh, to babe. <laughs> in cafes and work on things i just love i'm that laptop wanker i am that laptop wanker. no so am i oh my god one of my favorite things and like just also reading a book in a coffee shop by yourself fuck amazing oh that's so good no you honestly cannot beat it so that's what i'm going to be doing tomorrow and i am going to be just reveling in happiness about the whole thing you Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and without further ado, as we're so happy for each other, shall we turn yes. to co-star and uh, depress ourselves? Depress ourselves massively. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. I've I've got mine open here. It doesn't seem too bad on the surface. I, I don't know what'll happen if we dig a little deeper. But the uh, headline that I've got today says, you need to believe in yourself to believe in others. And oh boy, Ooh. I cannot tell you how on the money that is for this week. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I needed to hear that. Honestly, needed to hear that. How funny. Do you know what? Mine is quite on the money as well. Okay. What does yours say? Mine says you don't have to get to the bottom of every conflict, which is like right. massively. Like I have to talk out everything, and yeah. my conflict style is like 
arguing with someone really passionately and then immediately having a conversation to debrief about it. And other people mm-hmm. are like, no, no, I need to go away and think about the argument we've just had. And I'm like, no, no, yeah. you must talk to me yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, I really struggle with that sentiment of like not being able to get to the bottom of things. Um, At least like right away. Yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. especially I think that wow. some things have come up this week where I'm like, yeah, that just rings true at the minute, like, for sure. Yeah. God, mm. fucking hell, co-star, you, you've, you've the first done time. it this week. It well does done. Six weeks in and we're getting the good ones. Underneath it says, are you thinking conservatively? And my first thought was, no, fuck the Tories. Um, <laughs> and I then had to. And that's read it the right again. answer. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck off, coaster. Don't trick me. <laughs> uh, mine also says, no. not in our friendship, just on my general homepage. It says, mm-hmm. today I should speak freely with Ashley. So oh. I thought that was nice. Yours never what? says shit about me. Mine, uh, you're never on my coaster. <laughs> literally never. But like, it's always like mine never says like oh do this with this person mine just says do this with a scorpio son and i'm like okay any scorpios around yeah uh... mine does that a lot but then sometimes it it says specific people and uh it's normally you so congrats you made it feel so honored um yeah mine (laughs) can mine continues uh to say uh are you looking for an obligation it's like Yes, co-star, I am looking for a job. And if you have one going, I would really greatly appreciate it. Thank you very much uh, for offering. Um, Hi, co-star. Thanks. Hi, co-star. Over here. We love you. Um, And yeah, it says today you feel torn between the pressure to rely on other people and your desire for self-sufficiency. It's good to spend time alone if that's what you need. Just make sure you're not doing that thing where you turn to stone and then tell yourself that you have to do everything yourself. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, I'm definitely doing that thing. Yeah, hon. I'm definitely doing that thing. That's like my only discernible trait of like, if I have an issue. Sounds like you. I just I just disappear and you will not hear from me and then I will reappear when I've sorted out the issue. But yeah, it's it's not a good habit, but it's uh it's what happens. become yeah, it's become like a very discernible trait of mine. Yeah, there have oh been periods of time where you've literally dropped off the face of the earth. Oh, all the time. All the time. And uh it's just mental breakdowns. Um <laughs> God bless. That's all that it is. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's nothing about anybody else. Whereas my really mental breakdowns problem. are the literal opposite. I'm like, I must talk about this with someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I'm like, uh, it's not that I don't want to talk to people. It's just that I'm like, I need to sort this out myself yeah. to be able to feel better about myself. Oh, hon. Oh. <laughs> I understand that, but that is never just... how I feel. <laughs> Mm, yeah i just have an issue with asking for help which you know it's not a good coping mechanism it's kind of a fatal flaw but you know but hey you are a self-sufficient woman and uh, try to be try to be you smashing it mate smashing it shall i read our little friendship for today please do i want to hear this Uh, they're normally the same so i'm sure yours. i mean yeah but mine says mad you are here to step into yourself And Ashley likes to be practical. 
They can help Ooh. you self-reflect right now. They perceive that you perceive their limits as cruelty. Oh, Recognize, wow. I know. <laughs> oh, wow. Recognize your mind. An emphasis on boundaries is a sign of emotional health. Give them a virtual tour of your personal museum. Right. <laughs> okay. Which I feel That's like is what we do on the podcast every week. I think so. I think so. I think we've got that covered. But as a as a question. And yeah. it didn't oh really mean for this to turn into a therapy session, but I know that I have such an issue with boundaries and not in like, I just, I don't, I can't set boundaries for myself with other people. If people like, like I, I would literally be like, oh, someone said, oh, let's hang out this day. And they don't tell me a time. I will literally hang around. Yes. Just waiting for that person and being like, whenever you want, I'm available. But like, and when they say, like the thing about cruelty, if people put boundaries on me of like, oh no, I like, I'm not like, I've had enough now. I internalize that shit so badly. Fuck me too. Such a problem being like, like I respect it, but I'm also so hurt and I don't know why because because i don't set those boundaries for myself because i would never tell another person okay i've had enough of you now yeah so when people do that to me i'm like oh my god like <clears throat> i can't cope with this i massively uh, feel that. too real here yeah so i like um in a recent relationship that i was in i massively struggled with that they were better in the relationship at setting boundaries and being yeah. like no i don't want to hang out today like no i need space and because like you I'm not a person to say that. Like, even yeah. if I felt a bit ill, I'd, like, be like, no, I've said I'll do it, or, like, no, yeah. I'm sure I'll feel better when I'm there, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll talk myself into doing those things. And sometimes, yeah. like, I'll be fully exhausted, and I'll be like, no, I'll still do that. Like, today is one of my absolute best friend's birthdays, and um, obviously we always record on a Tuesday and I came home quite late from school because I had a meeting and I had a massive headache and I had, uh, I'd kind of said to him like, there's a slight chance I'll come and meet you for a drink later. And he messaged me saying like, we're at this pub. And I was like, oh God, like I should go after we finish podcast recording at half yeah. nine at night when it's a half hour like journey away from me and I have to get up yeah. in the morning for work. And like, mm. no, like the answer is no, I cannot do it. Yeah but I just yeah, can't yeah, yeah. do that. And then... Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. And then um, yeah. went through a recent breakup. Guys, I don't know if I've told you. But <laughs> <laughs> I really actively tried to set personal boundaries during that breakup and, like, vocalise yeah. them and have that discussion, um, yeah. which I found really proactive and really, like, the first time I've ever properly done that, but also just found myself breaking them. And sometimes because I yeah. wanted to and sometimes because it was just, like oh it's fine like you know that was a boundary yeah. but like now we're crossing it and it's like no like I need to like it's not good enough to just say like this is my boundary you actually then have yeah. to like put it Implement in place it. yeah yeah so that See, was really that's the thing like I never feel like I want boundaries that's my issue like I'm never sitting here going like oh I wish that I didn't have like this 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 and this like I, I don't know. Like, I just... I must, as, I feel yeah. like as an extrovert, I get a lot of energy from people. And so, like... Oh, my God. I a thousand don't percent. like to... I don't like to jeopardise 
any possibility or chance of spending time with other people. That's so funny. One of my best friends said to me at one point, he was like, you, and I didn't even recognise at this point, he was like, you get your energy from being around other people and I recharge by myself, which is why I need that space. And I was like, oh shit, I've never thought about it like that. But I massively find that too. But I also think that there comes a point when I've been so busy that I actually just need a break from everything and it's definitely not like specifically social but otherwise I will get to a point where I like burn out and that is Mm -hmm. like because I'm not used to putting in boundaries and because boundaries are not something that I normally want I -hmm. still struggle to implement them in that place where I'm like oh I should take a break now and I I struggle to be doing nothing like yeah that is really really difficult for me like I don't understand when people are like oh I spent a whole day in front of the tv watching netflix like mm-hmm. i i couldn't like even if yeah. like in my head if i've spent an afternoon in front of the tv watching netflix like three hours i feel like i don't feel rested i don't feel like it was a good use of my time i feel guilty yeah. i feel all these like horrible things yeah yeah it's not always it's not always a very restful thing it's no. like sometimes just like a a numbing agent for other things yeah um yeah my whole my my whole issue is like this massive paradox of like um always wanting to be around people but like extremely anxious to go outside (laughs) is uh, do you think that's partially linked to covid i don't know i mean i think it's it's linked to covid in the sense of like i've just spent so long inside at this point because everything's been closed and the weather's been shit and i do all my work on my laptop like i have to just like spend a lot of time in front of my computer and so I, therefore i spend a lot of time in my room and i'm not a very good uh person at like motivating myself to do other things like i'm very hyper focused when i do things and like so that prospect of me like taking a half hour break to go for a walk or like go somewhere else is just alien to me I can't make my mind refocus once I break my focus a lot of times um but like yeah I think after spending so much time on my own it's not getting to the point of like I don't care about the health thing like I've literally no issues concerning to my health it's just I don't know what it is just just being outside again feels overwhelming like there's too much stimulus all of a sudden yeah um, yeah but before that, I was I was anxious in like large social groups and like meeting new people. I remember. I was that, getting yeah. better. Yeah, I was getting better at that. And then COVID. Well, I, I mean, I had like it was it was up and down. Like whenever uni was going fine, I was getting better. Whenever it was going bad, I was getting worse. It was like a kind of seesaw yeah. thing. And then COVID hit, and it's been a year and a half of just like not good. And so yeah. like I am so like yeah restless I like, but also anxious I, it's so funny because I remember you being like before I would like have parties and stuff in at the beginning or if it were like new people and stuff like that I remember you being like anxious but also in the setting you would never know like you do <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to say <laughs> well, this without, I don't know how to say this without it sounding patronizing but like you do so well in that situation <laughs> especially since you're so anxious like no one in that place would ever guess um, mm. Well, that's good to hear. Oh my god, uh, massively! Yeah. 
but I also think I just like, went kind of quiet like I wouldn't ever like but like yeah. but you'd also like you would know people so you'd always just like fit in with them and then after a few yeah. drinks like there's Ashley <laughs> yeah after a few drinks it's fine with always but yeah but yeah I like obviously I've kind of been in and out of work since June um Mm -hmm. but after that first from March to June like that first initial period of lockdown I remember feeling similarly Mm -hmm. like just everything I did outside was exhausting and I wanted to do everything but like I couldn't and I didn't necessarily feel anxious although I massively empathize with that feeling I didn't feel anxious but I just like overstimulated massively overstimulated Yeah. yeah Yeah. It was all weird. It's, it's, I mean, lockdown is, I fucking hate this Boris Johnson phrase, but it literally is unprecedented in our time. Like, there is I mean, nothing, like, yeah. Like, you just it's, can't compare it to anything. So, no. And it has a way no, of, like, finding your weaknesses, pulling yes. them out, and yes. whatever they are, fucking mm-hmm. with them. Like, thank you. Thank you, COVID. Oh my God. Yeah. Thank you so fucking much. It's just what I needed. During yeah. this period of time where I can't afford therapy. You to fuck with exactly. me, okay? <laughs> Thanks. Oh, God. Just trapped in a room with your own consciousness, wrestling for survival. Oh, Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> we are coming out the other side and it's going to be a lot of work, uh, but it's going to so. be okay. Hope so. I yeah. touch wood. Uh, touch wood. Oh, but yeah, no. that's our little mental health check <laughs> I love I've that. Done that before. Yeah, me too. I feel like I got a lot off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to start using this podcast as free therapy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I I can't go to therapy at the minute, so yeah, would fuck love, it. yeah, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Am I right? Um, Hope you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, tell us how you're feeling. Which one of your weaknesses yeah. has COVID dragged out this year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, leave it below in the comments. <laughs> like and subscribe (laughs) hello youtube (laughs) (laughs) oh jesus should we move on to some news yes please let's move on to some news actually a piece of my news is kind of related to what we were just talking about intrigued uh yeah i was like thinking of news stories because yeah, I woke up today and was like, shit, I didn't absorb a single piece of news for the entire week. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, what am I going either. to talk about? And um, I just was like, well, I watched a really good Netflix special. And I just want to talk about that because I really enjoyed it. And it's such like a white person thing to enjoy. But I just Ta- really I, enjoyed I, it. But I love it. Yeah. If anyone hasn't seen it, you need to see it. It's Bo Burnham's new Netflix special. No, I haven't watched it, oh. but I have seen it advertised on Netflix. Yeah, it's it's a good one. I rewatched it again today just to like reappreciate the magnificentness uh, of it. But uh no, yeah, it's really good. It's like this Netflix special where he like wrote, produced, filmed and like did all of this stuff uh over the course of a year rather than doing like a stand-up show. It was all just recorded in his in one room in his house. And it's really great because it's just like watching a musical theatre stylized mental breakdown. And it just... I literally knew you were going to say a mental breakdown. It really <laughs> resonated with me this week. I absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I'm so glad you found your thing for the week. I find my thing for the week. It just... Uh, I love that. It gave me a little bit of an emotional, like... What do you call it when they use, like... 
electric to like restart <laughs> people's hearts. <laughs> What's that called? <laughs> oh fuck! Not, what is that called? It's not CPR. It's like. Oh, I'm doing. I'm just my chest. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, bun- like. But it gave you a little jolt. This. A little yeah. jolt. Yeah. They just Fuck, like. What's that called? Yeah, resuscitation. No, it's not resuscitation. Well, maybe. I thought that was. Oh, I don't know. No, but I yeah, think that's the breathing. Yeah, I, mean, I was gonna say. I feel like that's like your breathing. I don't know. Whatever. It felt like I got like an emotional version of that on my chest when I watched it, and I was just like oh, I can breathe again. I can, like, feel things again. That's, like, really nice. Uh, yeah. uh, it's called an electrical cardio version, which is not uh, oh. the phrase I was thinking No, not of. at all. I wasn't thinking of that at all. Defibrillation. A defibrillator, that's what it's called. Like, when yeah, when they get the defibrillator yeah. and they just shock you. Yeah. Yes. That's what it felt like to watch. Like I just felt like I was jolted back into reality and being like... That sounds uh, really good. An experience that I've had, represented. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I also like, I don't know if you ever watched, well, I, I feel like you probably did, but the two Hannah Gadsby stand-up shows. If not, I you should I don't think watch I did. Them. I've heard of her. Definitely, I've seen, I've seen her on Netflix, but yeah. But so there, the, those two shows were like, that I kind of felt similarly. I was like, oh my God, other people feel like this and other people, like these things are happening to other people and other people are getting annoyed about the same things. Yeah. And it's just like, it feels quite emotional. Like, mm-hmm. quite like, I, I, I don't know. It's one of those things where you, you suddenly realise that an experience is not necessarily unique, but it's also quite a positive thing to yeah. be like, oh fuck, I'm not alone in this. Like, mm-hmm. shit, everyone feels these things at some point and that's universal and that's actually quite like, weirdly like nice it's and beautiful and yeah for yeah. sure but um i just i took a few clips from the special because i was like uh just some highlights personally for me because oh it's God. it's a mental breakdown but it's also like a reflection on like what kind of what we were talking about last week this kind of technocratic society that we're in the like compulsion to be on your phones and also like the just socio-political fuckery that is seems to just constantly be happening every day and so like it's just all those things combined into chaos which i love but like organized (laughs) chaos so i'm just gonna (laughs) this person this clip is one of my personal favorites and i just thought maybe get your reaction and see uh does it also resonate does it also resonate with you let me just turn my volume up and hope that this works i'll hopefully i'll edit it in better um can you hear that? That's how it works. That's pretty intense. No shit. What can I do to help? Read a book or something. I don't know. Just don't burden me with the responsibility of educating you. It's incredibly exhausting. I'm sorry, Sako. I was just trying to become a better person. Why do you rich fucking white people insist on seeing every socio-political conflict through the myopic lens of your own self-actualization? This isn't about you, so either get with it or get out of the fucking way. Watch your mouth, buddy. (laughs) Remember who's on whose hand here. But that's what I- have you not been fucking listening? We are in right, in a right, wait, 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 no, please, I don't want to go back. I can't go, I can't go back. Please, please. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, so that really... was like, 
that was so quiet so i was like oh. listening with such intent and i kept moving closer to my laptop as if it might help but i'm wearing headphones um, but from what i heard i massively get that and i so get like especially during lockdown i don't know if it's because i had more time to kind of read and involve myself in things or because uh-huh. they were happening more but it massively felt like these socio-political issues yeah. were coming up and coming up and I think, again, I don't know if it was because of COVID or because of the period of time I am in my life and because of my job and things like that, but I felt like they had a massive impact on me in a way that they wouldn't normally. Mm -hmm. Um, And that balance between, like, educating yourself and trying Mm -hmm. to become a better person and also not relying on other people to educate you, but kind of needing to be involved in the conversation with other people in order for those things, like in some instances where like yeah. you might not be directly involved in the issue, you want to have those conversations with people who are involved in the issue so that you're like, you're understanding what's going on. Yeah. And like, it's kind of that yeah. thing of like, if there are people who are kind of part of the problem, then you kind of need them to have a seat at the table so that they are involved in the conversation and so that they have a springboard to not be part like to be part of the solution and the problem but just love that line of like you know oh I'm just trying to be a better person it's like well why do you think that your morality is more important than the suffering of others like why do you like you're literally just um like you're literally just viewing the world through like how can I reach this like point of myself that I feel but in a weird way like uh, do we are we not all slightly there like you are your own like focal point of the world like I would I would say for I'm not gonna speak for everyone but I would say for the majority of humans like you are your focal point and I think even if you're a massive empath or like whatever you still see the world through like your focus lens so like surely like your goal is to become the best version of you and like hopefully that involves like like being able to work with others and improve others but like how can you help the suffering of others if you aren't at a place where you're the best version of you that's able to do that but also yeah like your morality is not more important than the like safety and well-being and stuff of others yeah it's it's that kind of thing of like relying on the suffering of others to provide you with a platform to showcase your morality and being like i'm trying to be a better person look at all the good stuff that i do i care so deeply and so much and it's just like uh, he has another little bit in the in the special where he's like why does everybody have to have an opinion on everything all the time or to phrase it a different way can anyone shut the fuck up about anything ever <laughs> it's like yeah I, yeah literally can they don't can we can we <laughs> and i think like with in this social media generation it becomes even harder because it's shoved down your throats from other people and yeah. you feel like you agree with something and therefore if everyone else is sharing it like surely you should share it and you want to be yeah. seen to be agreeing with that and also yeah. you do agree with it so you want to spread that message yeah and then you end up spreading all of the messages yeah. and it's information overload and it's and like so if you're not sharing this but you shared that like why are you silent on this and yeah yeah, yeah. That, like that. how it's do like... you pick and choose and yeah and i have friends who like are like notorious like sharers 
of stuff. Yeah. And I think I'm quite bad, but I have people that are like 10 times worse than me mm-hmm. and like share bloody everything. And yeah. I get a bit like eye rolly about it. Like, oh, here they are again, just sharing <laughs> another thing. Like, oh. <laughs> and actually like, I'm not at all, like I don't internally feel like that. Like I, yeah. I actually think what they're doing is like, good and they're educating themselves and they're trying to put information out there for other people but like yeah. it does just become a bit like shut up yeah, yeah <laughs> stop yeah. no yeah for sure i know like uh, I, I yeah i think i i've never felt like my social medias are even interesting enough for them to be platforms to educate the people that follow me i really just like if there's something that happens and i like feel some type of way about it I'll usually put like a quite aggressive little story out or a tweet out or something like that but like in a still a kind of like light-hearted way where I'm like I'm angry and this is my opinion yeah and fuck everybody else but like I'm not gonna take the time to sit and like break this down for you this is my stance on it yeah move on but also like in this podcast, are we not having opinions on everything all the time? Is that not literally, literally what this podcast yeah, is about? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> literally. Like, can anybody shut the fuck up about anything? Can we shut the fuck up about anything? No. no. Proven. Absolutely proven <laughs> that we cannot, in fact, shut the fuck up about anything. But yeah, I really recommend the special. He talks about those kind of things and like wait. how to like do comedy or like in general you can i mean he's a comedian but like you can also view it as like how can you make art at a time like this which is like also really i find it a really fascinating question because it, it was also a question of my thesis if anybody's interested in reading it um <laughs> i have I'll a public i have a publication in case anybody wants to read it it's 20 euros um, i'm gonna but... look you up on google scholar later and see if anybody's <laughs> referenced you oh you bet you bet but um (laughs) (laughs) i think it's a really nice question like he's like how do you like make work at a time like this like and if you want to do something to help improve how on earth is that even possible with you know what we've decided to do and the state that it's in and also like what the fuck is technology doing like maybe we shouldn't have like placed all of our trust and all of our um just given over our lives to Silicon yeah. Valley. Maybe we shouldn't have done that. Maybe that wasn't the best idea. And um, now it's too late, so... Exactly. So, <laughs> lol. Lol, yeah. love that for us. But yeah, no, it's a really good special. I think people God, would enjoy it. I am it. kind of excited to watch it, but also feel like maybe it's going to give me anxiety. <laughs> um, I, you know what? I don't think so. I think it's like... Okay. It's packaged in a really nice way that it's like not super like existential crisis-y, but just like okay, good. Al- almost hopeful. I would say it's quite a hopeful. Okay, I can uh, see hopeful. Also, fair that's warning. A, that's something I enjoy. Yeah. Fair warning. If you don't like songs or musicals, <laughs> it's not for you because almost the entire thing is just songs and him singing comedy songs. Um, that's one I thing I've learned about myself the past couple of years. I didn't realize how much of uh, like how into musicals I am. Wasn't I something... would have no idea that you were into musicals. I'm I not n- gonna lie. I had no idea I was into musicals. But then the more time I spent with people here, they were like, "What? Like, why? Why do you like musicals so much?" And I'm like, "I don't like musicals so much. It's just that musical's really good. But then also that musical's really good. But then also that one's really good as well." <laughs> I, just, 
don't know why. I've not put Turns out, about guys, myself. I like musicals. Yeah, I'm a musical. I love I mean, that. I used to be in like musicals when I was a kid. I thought my teenage years had beaten that out of me, but apparently I'm still a musical person. So there you go. I'm into that. <laughs> I love knowing that about you. Oh, love musicals. Ah. Oh. So my news is uh so it's news. Oh, good. <laughs> it's what it is. Because mine wasn't news. Mine was just <laughs> something I watched this week that I liked. <laughs> but I like that too. I'm into that. Um, that I, I was going to... Well, we definitely can keep doing that, but I can't rely on that every week because it will yeah, be yeah, yeah. turning to Netflix and um, yeah. stopping reading news. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not reading much anyway. Um, my news is news from literally today. Um, so I don't mm. know if you've seen it or not. Um, it's about French President Macron. Mm. Have you read this? I have not read this. Oh, oh wait. Um, no, maybe I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Today, very recently. Um, Uh so the French president is in this like French town. I don't even know what it's called. That's how much I've done my research. (laughs) And a member of the public, in a crowd, slapped him in the face. And yes! the video is phenomenal. If you yes! haven't seen it, uh, you just need to watch it. Oh, I love and, that. Um, my favourite part about it is that <laughs> Macron did a did a um, speech afterwards, um, like a, like a press, not straight afterwards. He did like a press release, like later in the day. I think he was going to anyway. Um, where let me see if I can find the direct quote because it's bloody hilarious. Oh, here, where he he is quoted as saying. A, a member of the public slapped him in the face, okay? He is quoted mm-hmm. to say, we must not let ultra-violent people take over the public debate. <laughs> I'm like, hun, two to three years ago, <laughs> your, two and a half years ago, there was a terrorist attack on your country. I don't know if you can call being slapped in the face. <laughs> oh, that wasn't two and a half years ago, was it? That was a really long time ago. Which one are you talking about? Are you talking about the nightclub? No, oh my god, no, I was talking about um, the one that was in November, and we were actually still at uni, so it definitely wasn't two and a half that years was, ago. That was, was the one at the ago. nightclub. That Was, was it? Night- yeah, yeah, well, it was not just at the nightclub, they held people hostage at this nightclub, and yes, then they also like okay. shot up a lot of different restaurants. I was staying in an Airbnb in, yes, you were. right down the street from that nightclub, and uh, was listening to all of it. So That's that was insane. good. Um, yeah, that was 2015. That's insane how long it was. But but how can yeah. you say that a man that slapped you in, in the street is an ultra-violent person? I just think that's stupid. <laughs> that is so funny. And that's so French as well, to just be like... <laughs> the video is Fuck so you. good. Um, and oh. he was shouting, like, down with Link me. Macron or whatever. Um, oh, it's on BBC News, guys, if is you want to watch it. Yes, yeah, yeah, I yeah. love that. Oh. But, yeah, Vive I don't... la résistance! Vive la France! Right? I don't know... <laughs> super loads about Macron but what I do know is that I don't like him um, I don't like him either I just like he like masks himself as He's this like really cute face though yeah he yeah I mean <laughs> attracted to him well but I'm always attracted to no, people like... that I don't like <laughs> well yeah <laughs> he masks himself as this like super centrist like like mm-hmm. liberal, liberal guy mm. And actually, like, he's just fucking not... Yeah. Like, he's just, he's just he's not. He's just a Tory. He's just a fucking French Tory. Yeah. The worst Legit. kind of Tory. The worst kind of Tory. <laughs> a French white male Tory. 
I mean, to be honest, I feel like I'd take a French Tory over a British Tory because oh they God, have same. nice baguettes. <laughs> so. Right? At least they know how to cook pastry. So. Exactly. But yeah, Mm-mm-mm. that's my news. I thought it was fucking hilarious. That is fucking hilarious. Um, Holy good God. Just like um, Ashley recommends watching the Netflix video, I recommend watching that video. Love you that. are welcome. Oh my god, I love that. I just also want to do another little tiny, tiny news story. Of course you do. Because I'm it joking. came out. Please do. <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> because it came out today, and it's going to be old news by the time we cover it next week. If if I was going to bring it up next week, there's been a new first minister for Northern Ireland. Oh fuck uh, yeah! <laughs> it's. Literally the worst person ever. Well, I don't know if it's the worst person ever, but uh, I hate him. Worse than Poots? I mean, just as bad, I'd say. Woo! Maybe worse? I don't know. He, um, I retweeted somebody, a, a, a councillor in Northern Ireland earlier today who posted um, a, a, a document that was brought forward to the Assembly in 2014 by this man. Uh, his name's Paul. I'm just going to call him Paul because uh, I feel like that call, lowers his status. Deserve, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm just going to call him Paul. Paul brought forward this uh, motion to um, make it legal and to allow for discrimination and hate speech against LGBTQ people. So that's good. That's our new first minister, everybody. Fucking Welcome hell. to Northern Ireland. <laughs> woo woo. Next up. The 1800s. Let's go. Jesus, it's not good, is it? No. It's really not good. Interestingly, which I didn't know, there's been resignations left, right, and centre because of this new regime change. People I mean, that happy. is good. Yeah, I'm surprised. I thought, like, I really thought the whole of the DUP was, like, behind oh, this Lord. and backing yeah, this. Same. But no, there's been that some is, quiet ones positive. that have walked. Yeah, I was surprised. So uh, that's where we're at at the minute. Welcome, Paul. Hope you can take a slagging because you'll be getting it. (laughs) (laughs) Someone said to me the other day, um, one of a a very good friend of the podcast said, "I love Ashley's Northern Irish isms." (laughs) What that that one about getting that someone's hole? Yes, I think that was the literal (laughs) example that they brought up. I think it was oh, that. And I make, love them too. They make my skin crawl a wee bit, but I mean, they're also fucking hilarious. So like, has to be done. Has to be done. Oh dear. Should we move on to some horrible work stories? Yes, please. Oh, I'm dear. so excited for these, honestly. Um, so... I know we've both got a few. How do we want to split this today? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Shall we start with some of the, a lot of the like mini ones that we got sent in from yes. our lovely, lovely listeners? Let's do that. We'll just go through them all because there's only a few and they're all quite tiny and I think they're all quite funny as well. So yeah, the first little response we got was, uh, I was told by an English PR person that I'd, in quotes, gone native because they couldn't understand my dairy accent <laughs> oh okay oh god that's, uh... that's actually horrendous weird statement to make weird gone statement native make. why is that phrase in anyone's vocabulary i don't even understand what that even means doesn't it just sound offensive? Like just sounds racist. Like even though I mean, I'm like, sure it people. fucking is. I'm sure it has white to be people. 
but yeah. And then the next one says, uh, which I think is probably quite a common experience for women in the workplace, creepy 40 plus year old male boss insisting on giving me a 15 year old girl at the time hugs didn't ask or want. Yep. Oh my fucking God. Can I latch onto this story? I might latch onto a, this story as well. You go A story first. that has just come up from my past. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Not a planned one. Okay. 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 Talk about using this podcast as therapy. <laughs> We're going to get so, our money's worth. Yeah. Right. Exactly. When I was a kid, I did a Duke of Edinburgh, my, my, my bronze and silver DV for people that are maybe not British. Um, that is basically, you do a series of things, you have to do some volunteering, you have to do some different work on different skills. And it's a nightmare. Do a big fucking walk and then you get oh. a little qualification from it. Um, and I loved it. Ashley seems to have hated it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I was not going to be hiking up a mountain for a fucking certificate. Are you mad? Are you mad? Are you mad? <laughs> I'm not going to go hiking and camping with a bunch of people that I hate. For a piece of paper? Are you mad? Like, I'm not this doing is, it. This is actually the extrovert. Um, <laughs> exactly, this is my issue, what I'm saying. No, but like, actually, no. Like, we always did it in the fucking winter. They always, I don't know oh, why, that's but they. Shit. Yeah, it was raining, and well, I think. No, as, we did ours in the summer. Oh, for fuck's sake. Like, people, it was great. there's always somebody airlifted off of fucking. What's the fucking mountain? The Mourn Mountains. No, Mourn Mountains. There was always someone fucking airlifted off the Mourn Mountains because they fucking twisted their ankle or they got lost or whatever the fuck. It was a nightmare. They sound so much better in Northern Ireland than they were in England. We just went on a little gander. No, no, it was awful. It was like people who would trespass on people's land and get like a gun pointed at them from farmers who were just too trigger happy. Yeah. It was, uh, well, not for me. Not for me, lads. All of this was not to go on a roundabout Duke of Edinburgh, but <laughs> whilst I was doing my Duke of Edinburgh from the ages of about 14 to like maybe just before I was 16, because I enjoyed it, I, I volunteered for an Oxfam and I kept going even after my Duke of Edinburgh award. And um, anyway, shortly after I quit, the Oxfam closed down. So just saying who kept it open, uh, me. <laughs> um, <laughs> fair, fair. Duh. And... Um, I obviously had a boss, the manager of this Oxfam. I obviously wasn't getting paid for it. And me and a couple of my other, like, young girlfriends would work there and would do, like, four hours on a Saturday and it was, like, super chill. There was a McDonald's next door, so we'd just take it in turns to, like, get McFlurries. Great. So later in life, like, when I was at university, so a few years later... This... I I had the manager on Facebook, which, like, didn't feel like a weird thing for me. Like, we worked together and he was a nice guy and the i'd left and never saw him but he was just around on facebook yeah he messaged me when i was an adult some absolutely vulgar things totally unprovoked like literally unprovoked i'm actually gonna see if i still have those messages because they are fucking vile and um when we worked together i was 15 so oh my god i do actually i don't know if oh my god i have blocked him that really creeps me out because it's like you were clearly just like waiting for the opportunity to be like oh yeah no it's legal like that he messaged me vile so he messaged me when i was living in belfast on a st patrick's day at four o'clock in the morning so i got these and just like blocked him straight away oh my um, god but out of nowhere so i'd quit 
literally years ago. Oh, I can't believe I'm about to read this out loud. Oh, it's actually giving me the creeps. He messaged me saying, oh, I feel a bit sick. Oh my God. You're a naughty girl. I'd like to see you bent over in front of me to taste you completely. Then should you allow it, penetrate you deeply, as deep as I could go. And then immediately message me saying, forgive me, I'm an old perv. And then message me again saying, I'm a perv, I'm so sorry. And uh, that was the end of that. Isn't that fucking vile? I was 15. I was 15. That's disgusting. It was horrendous. I mean, by the signs of it, he wouldn't penetrate you very far. Um, (laughs) (laughs) By the signs of it, he wouldn't be getting fucking close. Fuck off, mate. Jesus Christ. Oh my god, that's disgusting. So yeah, that's life as a woman in the 21st Ew. century. Ew. So Isn't it it makes my skin crawl. Yeah. And that man exists in society still. Uh and he works for a charity? I don't know if he still does, but uh, repulsive. I have a similar uh men are gross. I think every girl must have like I wasn't underage when this happened, um, but the place where I worked, cough, cough, loyalist hotel, um, (laughs) (laughs) they basically just hired people from like the ages of 14. Like there were kids 14 pulling pints. It was ridiculous. They just didn't give a fuck. It was cheap labor. Everybody was a kid except the managers, basically. Um, I started working there, I think, when I was 19 or something. So, you know, whatever. But I hate to think that this kind of behaviour would have happened with, like, younger girls. Like, much younger girls. And it it probably did. It would have, yeah. Yeah, it probably would have. But basically, there was this manager and he wasn't my direct manager but he was he managed like the event staff so like staff that would come in i remember yeah yeah staff that would come in and like do waiting service for like events so like if there was a wedding or if there was like some kind of business uh event or something stuff like that or if the dup had their party conference there they uh, would cater that as well um so yeah so this guy would be that that manager for for that kind of stuff and i would usually do the bars at events a lot of the time and I would also like help set up the wedding and stuff like before and so there was just one time where there there was one of the event rooms and I was just like leaning over to light the candles in the middle of the tables and there was nobody else in the room and he just came up behind me and just slapped me straight up my arse and uh just kept walking as if nothing happened and I was like all right mate uh fucking vile yeah of course he was like massive 40 40 50 year old twat um yeah who thought just he think was they can the get shit. away with it and half the yeah. time they just do yeah like, i mean what do yeah. you do exactly uh, i mean it didn't that one didn't bother me too much because like cringe for your life mate like yeah <laughs> what do you think like oh that's so cringe for you like <laughs> it's just it was so embarrassing but like there was another time with him that really irritated me and like weirdly wasn't physical at all but like irritated me way more i was setting up the bar for another event just cutting stuff washing glasses whatever and he was showing somebody around the event space and 
he wanted to get him like a drink or a glass of water or something like it was a client and the way that the event space was like set up there was like four doors where people could come out of and the bar was in the middle of the room and I had the shutters kind of closed a bit so I couldn't see any of the entrances or exits I could just see like the middle of the room and that was it and so like he yelled out into the middle of the room hey doll face can you do this for me and I just thought he was talking to somebody else because my name isn't Dollface. So <laughs> Is it not? <laughs> it's not. Like surprisingly, my name isn't Dollface. And so like I just kept doing what I was doing because like barely heard him, didn't even register it. And then he stormed over to me, slammed his fist down on the bar top and was like, when I fucking talk to you, I expect you to fucking respond. How dare you fucking do that, you cheeky wee bitch. Get me some fucking waters over here to this guy now. And I was like, excuse me <laughs> that is disgusting excuse like the fact that he did that in front of a client like he thought that he was mr big balls to just yell over at some wee girl going like here doll face get us a couple of waters here like fuck off like who the fuck are you what disgusting. i don't understand that you, that really oh. irritated me him slapping me on my arse i was like whatever cringe free life but the fact that he would like try to do that in front of people and think that that was okay. That's okay. That, like he could, he could, he I felt am. so powerful that he could do that in front of a client, and the client would be like, "Oh yeah, he's class him." What? It's disgusting. What? Yeah, hit that place. Uh, Fuck. So yeah. thanks for letting us jump off that story. Yeah, because that was a uh, yeah. What a throwback for <laughs> us. That God trauma. Trauma. <laughs> oh Jesus. This next one is great because it's so confusing. Don't know why this happened, but it's amazing. Uh, someone said that they were closing the restaurant only to find that a woman had taken a shit in the smallest bin in the ladies' toilet. Like oh, they... I have had that happen before in a, in restaurants. But like People you're already in the, in the toilet. I don't People understand. Shitting in in sinks and bins. I don't get that. You're already in the toilet. Like if you're gonna throw up. Okay, I understand that. But like, how did you get the shit in there? I guess you literally take a little squat. Because I'm, I'm imagining that the shit was in like... It's a pedal bin. Oh, okay. Because I was wondering like, you know those little bins that you have for like pads and tampons and stuff? Yeah. I thought it would be like one of those bins or like maybe one of the wee bins that you can put like gum in, like they have a little lid. Like So a sanitary bin, you can't change. You, they have to be changed by like proper sanitary oh, people. Oh, right, okay. Um, so sense. I would assume it's not one of them. Um, yeah. And I honestly don't know what you're talking about when you say a little bin that you put like, gum in in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can explain the word. I'm imagining like... Salt <laughs> 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 hunt. <laughs> I see them all the time here. They're like little silver bins and they're like on the walls and they're metal and they've got a wee lid and they're just for putting like, like small rubbish into. But they're not low down. Like they're on the wall at like shoulder like arm height so i in my head i imagined that when she said the smallest bin because of course yeah i was imagining that but yeah maybe a pedal bin out in the like where the sinks and all are that makes a bit more sense yeah 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 yeah. uh yeah because i was just imagining like because fucking christ some of the bins bins i see here look look like almost like letter boxes so i was just imagining this person like shitting and like stuffing it into this like letter box bin but yeah maybe it's just a pedal bin that uh makes a lot more sense (laughs) Uh, but that is just working in hospitality like people are fucking disgusting yeah disgusting absolutely revolting i hate it i absolutely hate it um 
The next one was a child urinated himself while keeping eye contact with me. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's a bad one. That's uh, Mingin. That is Mingin. Kids are... and, um... Some kids are evil and they know what they're doing. I'm yeah. just saying. Oh, yeah, 100%. The same person also said, a man chased after me, trousers down his ankles while I was wiping poo from his bum. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what um, job were you doing? <laughs> I, I know this person. And uh, she did work for a, a very prominent mental health hospital for a little while. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah. god there was a guy that i worked with that told me stories for when he worked for like these kind of hospitals and it, well at least the ones in belfast it sounded like they would just hire fucking anybody and just throw them in with all of these people and just be like good luck like on a weekly basis not he was hiding training yeah yeah he was just hiding in cupboards trying not to get people like naked men th- trying to put their shit onto him and or like trying yeah. to kill him uh yeah yeah props to anybody who works in those kinds of places because that sounds hard uh, and the same person again says I walked into the room and a woman shouted the n-word at me and threw a mug at my head so that's good lol that's, <laughs> that's fantastic lol, uh, lol, lol. oh grim. god just so grim and then this we've got another one and this one I don't understand this but the last part is just awful it says paying thrown in face on day three of working there three lads asking to come on my tits lol what? i think those are two separate stories i was present for the second one okay oh good oh god i think the first one it it might be payment literally thrown right. in her face yeah, i'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure she's had like money just thrown i think at you. that has happened to her right definitely yeah. happened to someone we worked for um, <laughs> and yeah we worked in a um pr- prominent coffee chain in the uk um mm-hmm. And I was managing at the time. And uh, yeah, three guys walked in and uh, asked if they could come on her tits, which wow. is uh, vile. Disgusting. Vile. Um, oh, not in God. here, lads. Not, uh, yeah, right. Not I'm kind of working right now. So. <laughs> yeah. oh. Maybe later. Maybe later. So those were all the like little mini ones that we that uh, were submitted to us and loved them all, uh, all horrific. And I'm sorry for all of you guys having to experience that because that's uh, I've, mad. Yeah, fucking shocking. Yeah. I've got a couple of slightly longer ones. Okay, okay. The first one, um, I'm going to read word for word. The other two have been voice noted to me, so I'm going to okay. paraphrase them. So okay. the first one is um, from a person who works at the same prominent coffee chain that I worked at but Mm -hmm. in a different city at a different time right which said I had a woman come in once she asked for a smoothie for her kids and then kicked off when I put a paper straw in it because you know we're saving the oceans so we didn't have any plastic ones yeah she said her kid needed a plastic straw as she was allergic to paper (laughs) and tried to get her drink for free (laughs) can people be allergic to fucking paper the woman was fucking tapped. Kid just looked mortified and all I wanted to do was grill the kids about how they get on at school being allergic to fucking paper. <laughs> I wanted to walk into the ocean. She wasn't happy when I asked if she could tip the drink and drink it, as in like tip it into yeah, their yeah, mouth yeah. as opposed to drink it through the straw. Like a fucking normal beverage. What the lol, fuck? Lol, lol, That's Imagine such a Karen moment like, my kid's people- allergic to paper fucking ridiculous like what a ridiculous thing to say yeah and also so dumb like people just do shit all the time because they think you'll give you it for free 
Yeah. Like, oh no, sorry, you're allergic to paper. Don't have the fucking drink. Okay? Yeah. yeah. That's that. Or Fuck just off. drink it without the straw, like a Literally. fucking normal person. Also, That's if you were allergic to paper in a world where we are rapidly turning to paper straws, would you not just carry your own fucking straw? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, also, what happens if that child one day wants to drink a hot drink in a paper cup? Yeah. Isn't most to-go coffee cups yeah. paper? Paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, what if... Oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry. <laughs> That was so wonderful to watch. A massive, some kind of, like a massive insect is just battering itself off my window. I don't even know what it is. Anyway, uh, that was interesting. So. Ridiculous. (laughs) That is ridiculous. I've got another one, which I'm going to paraphrase and I'm actually going to totally out the place that he was working for. (laughs) Um, Because it was Oxford University. Fuck you, Oxford. (laughs) Yeah, fuck you guys. (laughs) Um, so no, in all fairness, like all universities do do this. Um, but he was basically involved in like the funding drive for his university. So, you know, when you have to call up like, um, alumni and ask them if they'll like pay your university or like you might've had it or heard of it. Like when people ask you basically to pay the university some money, it's ridiculous. Ashley's looking to me like, looking at me like I'm insane, but it's one of the ways that universities get funded is by calling up alumni, asking them to give some money. Um, so it does, like, it happened at the university we were at. Like, what, I like remember. A no, like, well, you know, if someone offered a fiver, I'm sure they wouldn't say no, but like larger sums of money. Uh, so, like. W- what job do you think that we've got from doing our I fucking, know. Like, what? I know. Stupid. But maybe at Oxford, in all. F- well, I'm not going to jump to any conclusions about people that go to Oxford. But. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> But, so this this person was calling people up. It was part of some work he was doing for his college. Obviously, I don't know if he was being paid or volunteering, but, like, he's been told to do it, so he's fucking doing it as a university mm-hmm. student. And calls this person up. I think it might have been the parent of, of the person that went to the college that answered this phone. Okay. Who basically had, like, very obviously been called before and was like, what the fuck... I am not giving you any money. Like, I have said already, the college caused my child such bad mental health problems that, like, <laughs> like he had to drop out of university and, like, I'm not fucking giving you any money. Jesus Christ. And this poor, like, university student who's either volunteering or on, like, fucking minimum wage was like, shit, yeah, fuck. Like, <laughs> Fair, fair. <laughs> and oh was humiliated. Um oh. So that was that. So they do that even if you haven't graduated. Well, I guess I guess this person was probably wrongly on the list. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I know that at Queens like it would be a graduate thing. Yeah. So I guess this person was incorrectly on the list or maybe they weren't. I'm not I'm not sure. Mad. So that's, that's that. Yeah, that's fair though. That's completely fair. <laughs> and yeah. I now have um an overcomplicated story because it involves people and names. Right, okay, right, okay. So we're going to have so to, like... We're, we're going to have to think about letters, this. Maybe. Uh, so I have renamed them all uh, Harry Potter characters. Oh, I love that. Okay. Um, but if if this is too complicated to keep up with, just cut it when you're doing the editing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Okay, okay. people? Okay, um, fair. But this is from um, the self-proclaimed Queen of First Dates herself, who... We love um, the Queen of First Dates. We love. And not having much luck with dates uh, or jobs. Uh, <sighs> it is now. Not at this point. Right. So this was um, earlier in the year 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, Queen of Dates 
um, basically went on a work night out and ended up sleeping with uh, a man we shall call Malfoy. And, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> was going to call him Harry. Didn't think he deserved the prestige. Right. So yeah. fair. Malfoy basically like she works for like an organization where you work in like different teams so Malfoy is like quite high up in the company but works on a different team so it wasn't a massive issue and afterwards Malfoy like kind of ghosted her but also like kept responding to her enough for it to be like civil at work and for her not to feel ghosted and to feel a bit confused Mm. and I know that that's happened to me before when I almost, it, it almost feels like you're being led on. Like someone's keeping you on that string, like just enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. but not too much. Anyway, Queen of First Dates later founds out, finds out that Malfoy has a partner, um, classic, Ooh. and uh, moves on, you know, does her, does her thing. Continues yeah. going on those first dates that we heard so much about <laughs> last week. Um Later in the year, Malfoy is looking to leave her job because she is moving city. Not Malfoy, sorry. Queen of First Dates is looking to move her job. <laughs> leave her job because she's moving city. So Queen of First Dates hands in her notice and she mm-hmm. has like a three-month notice period. Okay. So she gives in her three-month notice three months before she wants to leave, as you fucking would. Yeah. Um, big Boss, who we're going to call Dolores Umbridge, um, <laughs> doesn't like f- Umbridge does not... <laughs> Oh shit, I've just said her name. That's okay, she won't mind. (laughs) This is so confusing. (laughs) Sorry, Umbridge doesn't like Queen of First Dates. Let's beep that out. Or don't, I don't care. I mean, I think I've I've had fun playing around with sound effects, so uh, we'll see what we do. Umbridge doesn't like Queen of First Dates. Right. So Umbridge says, you can just go now, babes. Queen of First Dates is like, you know, I've kind of planned my time around the fact that I'm still going to be doing this job for the next yeah. three months and I want the payment for it. Yeah. Luckily, Queen of First Dates line manager, Professor McGonagall, is a nicer mm-hmm. person. Right. And Professor McGonagall is like, do you know anyone who's quite high up in the business? Like, like Professor McGonagall does not get on with Umbridge very well either. And also McGonagall is not as high up as Umbridge. So McGonagall's like, do you know anyone in the company that's quite high up that can like help you out and can help us out and can like go to Umbridge and be like Umbridge what the fuck yeah and Queen of First Dates is like do you know what Malfoy like Mm. when we were working together Malfoy knew like obviously McGonagall doesn't know they've slept together but she's like Malfoy knew how well I worked like he I, I do think he's a good person like he will like stick up for me yeah and McGonagall's like oh I don't know Malfoy very well but I'm really good friends with Hermione who is another person that used to work with. Doesn't work for the company anymore. <laughs> Hermione's left. Um, but really got on with Hermione. No, stop saying No! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Queen of first dates really got on with Hermione. <laughs> and Queen of first dates is like, why would you call Hermione? And McGonagall's like, don't you know? Hermione and Malfoy are in a relationship. They've been together for ages. Hermione later follows... Oh. Uh, Queen of First Dates on Instagram and posted a one year anniversary pic in uh, January of this year which was about three months before Queen of First Dates and Malfoy had had sex and during that period of time Hermione and Queen of First Dates were getting on really well and being great friends shit (laughs) 
Yeah, right. Oh, but but did it work out for Queen of First Dates? Did she get the recommendation? Queen of First Dates. Yeah, she ended up staying at the job for the next three months and um, said in her voice note to me when she was telling me the story, was like, it fucking wasn't worth it. Umbridge hated me so much. I don't know why I put up such a fight to stay. I should have just fucking gone. And I feel like, yeah, you should have. But anyway, Queen of First States did what she needed to do and uh, none of the blame is on her. It's all on Malfoy because Malfoy was in the wrong. And I don't understand why people always put the blame on women. No, that doesn't make any sense. That girl has promised you nothing. Literally. Like, that girl has made no commitment to you. No. So that's... That was really stressful for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure everybody loved the story. I'm sure everyone's going to love it. Oh, that's that's mad. Add some new dynamics to Harry Potter. That's really awful. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, Ashley, do you have any work horror stories? Um, that you haven't already told us, obviously. Uh, yeah, a couple, I think. Um, but <laughs> all of my worst work stories, classic Northern Ireland, like all involve paramilitary intimidation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, they all involve the UVF. Um, yeah. <laughs> so of course um, they fucking do. Yeah, they really do. So the first. A uh, uh, bad run-in I had with the paramilitary organization was at my uh, loyalist hotel job, of course. Um, Duh. Keep in mind, well, shall I save it for the end? I don't know. I feel like it's a nice little reveal. Maybe I'll save it for the end. Um, so don't keep anything in mind, guys. <laughs> keep it out of your minds. <laughs> don't keep anything in mind. <laughs> Empty your minds. Um, so basically, <laughs> um, there was a wedding going on at the hotel. And this... There's always bloody weddings going uh, on at this hotel. I, well, it is a hotel, so okay. there would be. Yeah, I'll allow it. <laughs> um, but I wasn't working the hotel. Uh, the hotel. I wasn't working at the wedding uh, that day. Um, I was working in like the little bistro area, which was like adjacent to the event space. Um, and I was just working the bar, just doing whatever. It was like a... I don't know, it was like a Saturday, so it was pretty busy. Wasn't really keeping tabs on like who was coming and going or whatever. And I was working with a person that I hated and, well, hated all of them, to be honest. Saw his last day. That feels like a theme with you. Yeah. Massive oh, well. extrovert, hates everyone. Uh, <laughs> I just hate loyalists, man. I just hate yes, loyalists. Sir. But um, yeah, so I was working with this guy and I just fucking hated him. Like, so I was just like man my own business, doing whatever, like it was a busy day, it was a sunny day, everyone was sitting outside, so I was just like preparing all like the drinks and people were running them out, like it was just go, go, go. And so like this guy comes up to the bar and he's like, can I get like five pints of harp? And I'm like, guy, sure, whatever. So then I'm like, okay, here it is and that'll be X amount of money. And he was like, oh no, um, knows me, just uh, tell him it was me. And was my manager at the time, the bar manager. And I, oh, well, probably shouldn't have said this <laughs> It's all right. <laughs> we're let's not doing him. well with saying names no, today. We're we not. can, oh, let's we call can him. bleep out his name. Uh, let's call him Bobby. I don't know. Let's, let's call, him, call Bobby. him Bobby. Let's call him Bobby. And he was like, oh, Bobby knows me. Just tell Bobby. And I was like, okay. But I didn't trust the guy. So I wrote down everything that he was ordering and, and like kept it. And so he just kept ordering more. He was ordering for like everybody 
he was ordering for people who were coming in from different places. He was ordering for people who were in the bistro that he didn't know. He was just going ham. And I was like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? Like, And then like while I was running up an order for somebody else on the till, the till was right next to the little like door where the bar was to get in. And it was open because everybody was in and out and it was a warm day. And he just like kind of walks into the bar uh, beside me and is like, here, what's your name? And then he reads my name tag. He's like, oh, Ashley, is it? Great to meet you, Ashley. You're doing a wonderful job today. And then sticks out his hand to shake my hand. And I shake his hand. I'm like, oh, well, thank you, sir. You creepy weirdo, creepy old man. Now fuck off at my bar. And in, he's like, get, get out of my pub. Get out of my pub. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and in his hand, he passes me a 20 pound note. And I'm like, right? And he's like, that's just for you. Don't be giving that to anybody else. Because we had had to split our tips. Um, And he's like, that's just for you. Don't be giving that to anybody else. And I'm like, right, okay. And so then my co-worker that I hated come up behind me and was like, how much did you get? And I was like, how do you know he gave me money? And I'm like, and he's like, oh, well, he does that. And I'm like, who is he? And he's like, oh, that's like the ex-head of the UVF. And I'm like, oh, is it? Is it the ex-head of the UVF? And so like this guy was like in and out of the wedding. It was his his daughter's wedding. So Do you he... want to explain what the UVF is? Oh, right. Yeah, maybe I should explain what the UVF <laughs> is. Fuck me. Like, okay. So basically, ugh, fucking hell. In as limited, ugh. in as few words as possible. <laughs> the UVF are this military militant organization they were started in the early 1900s uh because they felt like at the time there was a lot of uh question about whether ireland would stay in the united kingdom or not they felt threatened they wanted to protect their place in the union they decided to like organize themselves bring in guns etc etc and the organization still exists today. It was one of the it was one of the main um, players, actors throughout the conflict, and um, basically the antithesis of the IRA. Yeah, the yeah, the British yeah, yeah. loyalist unionist version of the IRA is the UVF. Yeah. Um, and so like yeah, he my coworker was like, oh yeah, that's the ex head of the UVF. It's his daughter's wedding, and he's just like feels like he runs the place. And I was like, oh right, okay. And I was like, well, I've got this whole like tally of drinks that he's been ordering literally all day that he says that he's getting free of charge uh is there a tab like for the wedding that i'm supposed to put that on and my co-worker was like oh no 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 like um he's like best mates with bobby the bar manager and i was like mm, is he because i was a bit concerned about this piece of information because bobby was like a really prominent person in the place before he became the bar manager. He was like up there in the place. Like up there. And so he was best mates with the head of the UVF and had been for years. And just like chill. Just like whatever. That is so bad. Isn't it? That is so bad. You're the police force being best friends with like essentially a para... Well, not essentially. A paramilitary leader is like shocking well to be fair the entire government <laughs> that we have i know i know of. and also like even on the unionist side like okay they may not have been in these paramilitary organizations but they're best mates with the people that are and the yeah, police have also yeah. been kind of best mates with the people that are because traditionally the police were protestant protestant and so are the ubf um yeah. 
Yeah, so I was just like, and I just started to have like, not like a panic attack, but like, I got just really scared because I... Yeah, I don't blame you. My parents didn't raise me to know about any of this shit. I didn't know any of the history of Northern Ireland until I was well up as a teenager. And like, I was just like petrified because he kept coming in the bar and going, all right there, love, all right there, Ashley. And I'm like, this fucking gangster boss man knows my name. Yeah. Like, you know, like, and he was also just like trying to get information out of me. Like he asked me, he just, if you're from Northern Ireland, you know, but like he was asking me, oh, where are you from? Like, what's your name? Like, what school did you go to? Like all this kind of stuff to work out. Who are you? What are you? And are you one yeah. of us? And yeah, I was just like, I want to be Protestant, sick. Are you Catholic? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I was just like, I want to be sick. I want to be sick. I want to yeah. be sick. And I can't tell people too much. And I've always been no. told I can't tell people too much because my parents are from mixed backgrounds. And so I was just like shitting myself. And they were like, like when I say the place was crawling with these people, they were crawl like they were everywhere. They were in the car park. They were in the terrace. They were in the bistro. They were in the event space. And they felt. I just felt like they were everywhere. And like when I was trying to leave, they were still like going, all right, all right, Ashley, oh, good, good. Like they were trying to be friendly and all. But I was petrified because if they saw me getting into a car, then they have my license plates. They're best mates with the police. They can find out where I live. Yeah. They can find out who lives in that house. It's just not safe. And so no, I, that is awful. I was panicking so much and I ran to my car and I was sobbing in my car at home, like going, oh my God, what the fuck? Like, I hit this fucking country. What the fuck is this shit? I can't be doing with this anymore. And I was crying so much that I couldn't see where I was driving. And I drove into a hedge and took off my wing mirror. <laughs> just like, fucking it, hell. It just flew off the car. And I had to like pull over the car and like go search for my wing mirror in the middle of these country roads and just like came home crying like to my parents, like, oh, apartment people the hotel and they know my name and they know my stuff oh, I'm so they're awful they give me 20 quid and my dad's like well yeah you can use that fucking 20 quid for pay for the fucking wing mirror that you broke <laughs> oh it was, it was fucking awful it's like oh, Jesus Jesus Christ like not it what a laugh I know I know and I have another one a story that's a wee bit shorter than that one same kind Back of vibe on. I was working in a liquor store. Um, I was working in a liquor store. I was Why does that sound like the start of a, fan, <laughs> a, a, a song? It does. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, I was I working. It. I was working in a liquor store, and it was situated on the edge of a loyalist housing estate. And so of course, it bloody was. Yeah, you'd get people coming in all the time who were like ex-army or like were in the UVF or the UDA or what have you, and like they were melters, of course. But there was one time this week, kid came in. And it was me and my coworker on the tills, and he asked my coworker for some cider. My coworker went and got him the cider, and was like, "Can I see your ID?" And he was like, "Oh, I don't have it on me." And he's like, "Well, I've asked you for it now, so you need to produce it, or I can't sell you this." And he's like, "Oh, but I don't have it." And he's like, "Well, I'm sorry, I can't sell you it." And so the kid just kind of started going off, and I was just like, "Ooh, this is awkward." And like, he was um, he was just kicking off this like this this big fuss. He was screaming at him, being like, "You fucking wanker! I'll fucking..." I'll fucking do you in, we lad. I'll fucking get you so well. And I just, he said something just so cringe that I just burst out laughing. But I had my, oh God. I was on, my, as I like burst out laughing, I was on my way and walking into the back room. So he heard me laughing, but didn't see that it was me. 
and it had his and the kid who had who was kicking off had his back to us as well so he just assumed that it was my co-worker who'd laughed and so he's like oh do you find me fucking funny or you do you think i'm fucking funny i'm not fucking joking and so basically he just threatened to get the uda the uda is like a splinter not a splinter group it's a it's a different <laughs> unionist british aligned paramilitary, uh, paramilitary organization yeah and um they're like I don't know. They believe the same things as the UVF, basically, but they just think that they're... But they're different they're for different some reason. For some reason. I don't know what... I mean, gangs. Who fucking knows what goes on? But, but So the kid was just like, I fucking know people. I'm going to get them. I'm going to... I do not know who I am. Do you not know where I come from? I'm going to get these... I'm going to, like, come get you after work. This place closes at 10, doesn't it? I'm going to get you guys after work. Jesus. And then he took off away back to his wee housing estate. And we were just like, oh, lol that's weird and my co-worker was like <laughs> my co-worker was from the same housing estate and he was like no like that's this lad's wee brother like he genuinely is in the uda like and he genuinely does know people and in this housing estate there was uda people but there was also uvf people and so my co-worker was like <laughs> he was like i know for sure that he's in the uda I, like I, he asked his dad and his dad his, who was in the UVF and his dad was like oh I, I know that we could so we were like okay well that threat is like kind of legitimate then so he was like should I phone the police like I feel like that's something you phone the police for like I've just been threatened to like be yeah. shot or killed or whatever by a, a person from the UDA like surely yeah. I should call the police so we call the police the police come round and they are talking to us and being like what was said what did he look like who is he and my co-worker was being like yeah he's this guy i think he's he's this kid's brother is this person's brother he knows this person like he's from this housing estate whatever and like this is what was said and the police just kind of listen and go like all right okay well um don't really know what you expect us to do here but like good luck and left and we were like oh off. right um good love the place love feeling safe in my country and community feel so protected um and so we were just like shit because my co-worker the kid didn't know but he, he was just about to get off so he wasn't going to be there when the shop closed at 10 it was going to be me and my more elderly co-worker female co-worker so we were just like um are we going to get beat up by the uda when we close up the shop tonight and so he was like well i'll tell my dad what happened and we'll see what goes on. Anyway, we close up the shop. Nobody comes to beat us up. We're like, okay, good. Um, I drive my co-worker home. Everything's fine. And then the next time I'm in work, I'm with the uh, same co-worker again, who, whose dad was in the UVF. Yeah. And uh, I was like, whatever happened that wee lad? Like, did you find out, like, what was going on there? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I told my dad. My dad basically got, like, some of the people in the UVF to go around and, like, beat the shit out of him. Uh, so yeah, so that's why I didn't come around that night. And I was like, oh, 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 right. Okay. So like we can tell the police and they'll do fuck all. But like, that means that then there's just like, there's just like people taking the law into their own plans and just like beating people up. We fucking love a vigilante mess. Right. We don't. That's We really don't. But I was just Um, like, I was just like, I hate this country. I actually hate this country. Get me out of here. I never, I just never want to be here ever again. Ashley literally does hate the country now. I fucking love it. I do hate the country so fucking much. Oh, Oh, fuck. But yeah, so those are my wee experiences love that my two bad work stories that i want to share are much less politically focused (laughs) Um, i'm gonna be honest that's good we need some relief (laughs) (laughs) um one of them has actually just blanked from my mind i've been thinking about it for the past 20 minutes and now it's just gone (laughs) so um 
I'll start with um, a little story. Can you hear that in the background? I hope you can't. Mm-hmm. My window's open. I oh, can, sorry. yeah. What is it? Car? I don't know. A motorbike or something, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Sounds guys. Um, right. So the first one. Shit, I've really forgot. Oh, no, I've remembered what I want to say. Okay. <laughs> so the first one happened um, at... Um, a restaurant that I was working at in Belfast and a very, very um, prominent restaurant again. Deans. And Steens. It was when I was working for Meat Locker. Right. It was the steak restaurant. And it was around Christmas time and lots of people were throwing their Christmas parties and we had um, a small work Christmas party come in, which was just like a group of, um, I think there were like five or six lads and then mm-hmm. one woman. And they were drinking red wine and they were, like, drinking, like, bottles and bottles of, like, super expensive red wine. And basically, this poor woman was, like, trying to keep up with her co-workers. Um, And this restaurant is fancy, right? Like, Mm -hmm. super, super nice. Like, multiple layers of cutlery fancy. Yeah. Um, Like, the same people own a Michelin-star restaurant fancy. Mm so very different places we worked at very different places (laughs) for the different category of people that we are ashley (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 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 fucking english twats (laughs) (laughs) no that's fair i deserve that um but this one was trying to keep up definitely couldn't uh couldn't was was in a place where she couldn't regulate how much was too much Mm mm-hmm so surpassed that level of red wine drunk and uh also the table that they were sat in was in like a little alcove right um and she was right at the back of it so also like couldn't very easily get out to go to the bathroom so vomited red wine all over the fucking walls oh um and i mean literally all over the fucking walls my god and luckily i had the best manager ever his name was paul and i still rate him (laughs) so highly um because all of the other managers there were trash um and paul was like none of you need to deal with this i don't give a shit that they're your table i will deal with it like i will clean up that vomit i will sort the table out like so luckily I didn't need to deal with that, but it was just like, I felt so humiliated for her. Like imagine waking up the next morning and knowing that you threw up on the walls of a really fancy restaurant at your work Christmas dinner. <sighs> oh no, that is like, ringing. Yeah. Oh God. Ugh. And yeah. My second also was when I was working in hospitality. Um, I was working in... Um, quite a nice little fish no I wasn't that's not true I was working in quite a nice little fish restaurant at a different time <laughs> I was working in a tapas bar and um she was working in a, in a tapas bar woo, when I met me. her we also sold cocktails so she was welcome. working as a waitress in a cocktail bar <laughs> when there I met go. her <laughs> so I was working in this tapas bar and again it was quite nice and we had a reservation for four and um Two of them came in. This younger couple came in first. And so obviously we sat them down and I offered them a drink, as mm-hmm. you naturally would. Yeah. And the girl is like, the woman is like, yeah, I'll have a gin and tonic. The guy's like, I'll have a beer. And I'm like, cool, no problem. Get them their drinks, blah, blah, blah. A few minutes later, um, this older couple come. I'm assuming like the boys, the man's parents. Right. Um, I think it's like a meet the girlfriend or like a parent child date oh, yeah. night thing. Um. And so I went over again and I said, can I get you any drinks? And the older man says, yeah, um, a bottle of 
this really nice champagne we had and I was like absolutely of course um and how many glasses do you want with that and he goes he looks around his table looks at me and goes four glasses can you not fucking count oh my god and I was like I literally like obviously what never a stupid question but also when two people are very clearly drinking different drinks yeah definitely not a fucking stupid question and my face just dropped and my manager came up behind me like put his arm around me and like scooped me off because he could see that i was about to be like i've got three fucking degrees (laughs) don't you fucking talk to me about who can fucking count you absolute asshole and he was like he put his arm around my shoulder and was like just ignore him. Just ignore him. He's a prick. He's a prick. Oh my I'll God. take the champagne over. <laughs> yeah, you fucking will. <laughs> oh, she didn't oh, swear at my boss. God. He was lovely. But yeah. Oh, um, people are dickheads. Like. Yeah. Honestly, the amount of like the shit that has been said to me and the way that I've been treated as a waitress is mm. horrendous. Like yeah. despicable. Yeah. Oh, that, so, was, that was my worst job, being a waitress. Like, the bars yeah. were okay, but when I had to I run love food... I being a waitress. When I had to run food, I wanted to literally commit suicide. Kill someone. And yeah, I'm I not... I mean, I'm not joking. I'm literally not... Like, there was one time where I was just... I'd been on all day, hadn't had anything to eat, and it was... Yeah, I'd been, that I'd, sounds was right. eight hours into a shift, and they... Yeah. Were, I was running these really heavy plates of food to these fancy people, and I was so, like, just exhausted I must have been that I every time I got <laughs> every I got to their table which was the farthest away fucking table in the restaurant and I was my arms were just like shaking like my I, my whole I was just shaking because I hadn't had any food I was exhausted and I was just shaking and I <laughs> like twice this happened <laughs> the starters and the main I got to the table and it just dropped them at their feet <laughs> both times fuck just and that then, is horrendous. And then I, I they must have the, been like, this waitress is incompetent. Literally. And then I went into the toilet and like fainted and threw up at the same time. And everyone was oh, like, yeah. maybe you should go home. And I was like, yeah, maybe yeah. I should. You fucking pricks. You yeah. won't let me have a break and eat something. Yeah. I, I you. Also have some like, so once um, I worked at, I was working at a different restaurant and um, <laughs> they essentially, the way this restaurant is built, it's on Brighton Seafront. It's built in the arches. So like mm-hmm. under the road, right on the seafront. And because it's built under the road, it's really, really difficult to get any work done on it because there's obviously right. all the like water pipes running under the road. Yeah. So there was no aircon in this building and we couldn't get any fitted. Mm. And the building was again under the road. So all of the heat coming through from the yeah. cars, sweltering, like the hottest place in the fucking world. And... Um, one summer, I'd only been working there for about a month, um, Mm -hmm. was doing a 13 plus hour shift, which was not abnormal. Like we were on the roads for 13 hours, but we finish when we finish. So it'll take as long as it takes kind of thing. Um, and within the first two hours, I had passed out in the toilet because I had, um, heat stroke. My boss was then like, well, we've got no one who can cover you. So go to the office and have a nap. So I napped for 45 minutes. I then went back. I still had 10 hours of my shift left at this point. Oh and he God. was like, do you feel any better? And I was like, honestly, not really. And he was like, okay, just stand behind the bar and like, we'll see what we can do. And like, you know, just you, like do a bit of work, like polish some glass or something. Like, don't worry about running any food or anything. And I was yeah. like, no, fucking send me home. Like, mm. I am not well. And um, one of the chefs was like, 
tell me exactly how you're feeling like I will make you food that will make you better and this chef who is a wonderful human made me the most magical plate of gnocchi that I've ever had and every time I ate a piece of gnocchi I would just feel so much better oh my um, god and I was eating it so slowly because I was also trying to like polish glass and I wasn't feeling great. Yeah. And 20 minutes later, my manager came behind the bar and was like, whilst I had like gone to the kitchen to do something and was like, whose food is this? No one is eating food on the bar and threw my gnocchi away. And I was like, oh, for what fuck's sake. And another time I was teacher training and at uni and working in this restaurant at the weekends. And I'd gone in on a Friday night after being at school Monday through Thursday and at uni all day on Friday. I hadn't had time to eat before my dinner shift. Mm -hmm. So whilst the restaurant was quiet, there were no orders coming in. Everyone's order had been taken. All of the customers were happy. I put like some butter on a slice of bread and then the kitchen yeah. were like, oh, service, can you run these plates? So I put the bread down. I was like, yep, yeah, run the plates. We'll come back for the bread in a minute. As I walked behind the bar again to eat my bread, the same manager was standing there holding the bread <laughs> and was like, is this yours? And I was like, yeah, I haven't eaten anything. And he looked me in the eyes, dropped it in the bin and was like, you're not eating on shift. And then two <sighs> hours later, whilst he was sat in the back room doing some, I'm air quoting here, paperwork, he ordered mm. himself a portion of calamari. Mm, really? I was like, fuck you. What fuck a, you. I hate dickhead bosses. I hate them so fucking much. Once again, this has just felt like therapy. Why is this right, episode yeah. just like... <laughs> oh my god, we needed to get this out, guys. Massively. We really needed to get this out. I mean, yeah, I could launch into oh so many times where my supervisor would be like, the worst person in the world oh fuck yeah and i just i'm, I'm not even gonna go into it because i would this podcast would be another hour and a half long because I it would literally just, could uh, be what should we uh do as a theme for next week that's a good question i hadn't thought of it um I did hear this one very... <laughs> stealing from other podcasts. I did hear... Well, I'm stealing the idea, but they didn't actually do it yet. So, haha. Um, they <laughs> I heard this one niche theme of like lies that you... Like ridiculous lies that you've told when under pressure that just make absolutely no sense. Oh, and I love that. To be fair, I don't think I have any of my own, but I feel like that's quite a funny topic i feel like people might have some that they've just been like oh Lies no I, yeah told. yeah all that you've been told yeah just ridiculous like you can tell that they're lying and they're just yeah. spoofing it like they're just making shit up but like they're committing to it yes i love that let's do that i love that checking topic yeah Not checking topic and just I like love that unnecessary lies topic. like you're in a situation i am you queen of like to lie but you know you just yeah. feel like you have to i have got a great one that i can think of and i can't it, i love that i didn't even have to. I just did it. So, <laughs> just we'll get did it. Yeah, the example that they out. gave was like one of them was doing a job interview and it was like a grip interview and they asked like, oh, do you have any special talents? And he's like, oh yeah, I can play the guitar. And it's like, didn't need to say that, but like, okay. Uh, literally <laughs> cannot, can't. literally never touched a guitar before, but like... Uh, Thank God <laughs> someone didn't produce a guitar. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's what I think. He was like terrified that every stage of the interview, they'd like bring a guitar in for him to play. And he was like, I can't continue with this process. <laughs> I'm in too deep. But yeah, like stuff like that, like just unnecessary lies that you felt like and like told under pressure or like been told Brill. yeah i can't wait for that that's gonna be funny ah oh. and oh. 
Should we uh should we round it off there? I think so. We've done a good session there. Good Splendid therapy job. sesh. Yeah, right. Well, thank you all for joining us again. Yes, And guys. Um, it was pointed out to me that we didn't thank Emmett last week. So oh, I would yeah. definitely like to thank Emmett for all of his wonderful work. Yes. Um, th- this episode that is going to air on Friday is the last episode that Emmett is going to be in the UK for because he's moving to Canada oh, the following week. Oh my God. Which is... I'm so excited for him, but I'm also sad about. That is but, so exciting. Um, please check Emmett out on uh, Spotify and Instagram. Yeah. He is selling some super cool shirts at the minute that I love, and especially whilst you're in the UK. Um, if you're in the UK, um, and grab he's him in the while UK, you can. Grab him. Grab him, because I love them. Yeah. So, yeah. Anything else that we've missed? I think that's everything Look at if um if anybody if, as we were requested last week and we haven't done the research yet so maybe we'll get oh, yeah. there we were requested to do a, a deep dive on san marino uh if anyone else has any places that they want to hear us retell the history of absolutely horrifically do get in touch give us some suggestions yeah and, we'll and if that. you've got any theme suggestions as well yeah because we're happy to redo some of these existing oh, yeah. themes but yeah, for um, sure. we'll take any themes we yeah. love them yeah absolutely uh, adore them so yeah and have a great week guys happy friday have a good weekend and uh stay fancy don't know where stay that came from fancy. don't know where that came from and i instantly regretted it don't know what that was but, <laughs> i want to uh, end every episode like that stay bye guys fancy. stay fancy <laughs> i'm gonna stop recording that is how it should end Bye, guys. Stay fancy. (laughs) Did you stop recording? No. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I'm just waiting myself. Oh, God. Have a great week, guys. Yeah, have a great week. Send us us stuff on Instagram and uh, leave us some reviews, maybe, on Apple and Spotify. Please, if you're listening on Apple. Yeah. I don't think you can review on Spotify, but if you're listening on Apple, please leave us some reviews. Yeah, if you're listening on Apple, leave us a wee review. Tell us how you're feeling. And uh, yeah, stay fancy. Have a great day. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs)